welcome to the very first podcast episode of Emerald City Talks. I'm your host Holly Cooper and I'm extremely excited to finally launch this podcast. It's been in the works for a while but it's finally ready. I just finished university a couple of weeks ago so now I have all the time in the world with which to dedicate myself to various creative adventures, this podcast being one of them. And now that I have a musical theatre degree, which still seems surreal to me, I'm just I'm waiting for graduation. When I get that certificate, I can put it on my wall and say, I have a degree. I did three years of blood, sweat and tears, but I got it. Um, so now I'm just, I'm ready to make my theatrical dreams come true. I was inspired to start this podcast by a fellow content creator. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk, and he is a successful American entrepreneur, a four-time New York Times bestseller, and a public speaker. He is very in- he is a very inspirational YouTuber with over 600,000 subscribers. He believes that if you want to do something, then you just have to start. And I know that sounds simple, but a lot of people, myself included, don't go for it because they're scared to fail. However, you've got to start somewhere and put the work in if you want to see a successful outcome. You have to create work consistently. I'm starting this podcast from, stra- from scratch. Uh, speech. I'm starting this podcast, this podcast from scratch. And I don't know where it will go. I don't know how successful it will be. But I'm hoping it will be entertaining for you guys. And I'm sure I'll have fun doing it. And meet many wonderful people. As I've already done um, this past few weeks in recording the interviews and so without further ado this is the first episode i had the pleasure of interviewing dan and laura curtis who are a lovely married couple who compose music together i did a phone interview with them so the the audio does sound a bit like they're on the phone um but i tried to make it as clear as possible and so hopefully that's okay and yeah, hope so you like it. Welcome to the podcast. Um, I'll jump start into my questions. Um, so you are a married couple that compose music together. When and how did you meet? Oh, that's a good <laughs> question. We met in 2009. Um, okay. And it's a funny story, actually, because Dan, at the time, was performing. Um, and he was singing the Great American Songbook. And mm-hmm. um, he was a pianist. Uh-huh. Um, and he put out an ad on the internet, which is always a great one to start. And we had our first rehearsal. We were really interested in the same music, but we were also really interested in writing. And we just kind of went out to the first date. Yeah, like, actually, after, after the rehearsal, didn't we? And kind of clicked, really. Yeah. Um, we started writing after that. I'd always written songs. Um, and... We just kind of found a way that it really worked for us both, really. So I was able to, um, I basically start writing uh, the melody, the kind of central melody of the song. Yeah. Um, and maybe some dummy lyrics, which sometimes turn into the, the final kind of uh, piece, go straight into that. Mm-hmm. But I then hand over to Laura, who's amazing at uh, being able to look at what I've done and expand that and arrange that and, and add to it. And we kind of come together yeah. to put the final version together. So it's kind of something that just works. Yeah, yeah. perfect collaboration. Yeah, it's, it's, it, is, it wouldn't work for, for many other people, I don't think. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's unusual as well because normally, obviously, you have the lyricist and the composer, whereas you both do both. Well, that's, you both want what's best for a song. 
and sometimes you know you have to let go of something you you were pretty set on and, and try a different avenue and sometimes you know we'll go something to the power of persuasion and you, you you end up you know letting something stay you it's just you, who knows you know, many, many other people may not find, uh, you know, writing music and lyrics together. Um, that's kind of unusual, but it, it works for us. Basically. And what has been the, your favourite project to work on together? Uh, I think it would be a project we did um, based around the Disney Pixar movie Ratatouille. Ooh. We were asked to put together a project uh, to showcase kind of what our take would be on a kind of Disney animation film score, you know, the, the, yeah. the music, musical. Um, and we were given a, a choice to kind of look at a, a few different uh, kinds of films, but Ratatouille was always a film that was we, something we loved. We really, really enjoyed the film. Mm, it's Without, an amazing film. And it really lends itself to being musical. Um, there's, there's just so much kind of musical imagery, actually. That's why we chose... Um, one section where Remy ascends up to the roof of Paris and sees the Eiffel Tower. Yes, yeah, yeah, I remember that part. It was calling out the song. Yeah. So one of the great things about that project is we put a whole orchestra on there. We, we put an entire cast. Um, and it sounds like a cast recording. In fact, we get a lot of messages um, all the time, kind of people saying, Oh, you know, when, when's this happening? When's this happening? Where's the rest of it? Where's the rest of it? <laughs> but it's just a little kind of exercise for us to show. And it's been incredibly kind to us. It's opened a lot of doors, uh, especially in Los Angeles. Uh, very- your recent project was your second studio album, Overtures. Um, how long did that take to write and record? Um, it was a process that took about six months. But the, the reason it took so long was because we were recording so many different vocals all around the world. We were hopping between uh, New York, the UK, we ended up in Memphis, New oh, um, Orleans, I think, as well. Um, we, we kind of, we didn't have to go to all those places, thank goodness. Some of them, mm-hmm. um, we were able to be kind of hooked up into the studio so we could talk to the artist through yeah. their headphones. Um, but that's mainly what took so long. We're quite quick writers. There were 21 songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two of the stores. But there was a lot yeah. of music. And yeah, it, it, logistically, it was a, a complete and utter nightmare. <laughs> and it was really, really fun. You know, people get sick, obviously. And yeah. You know, you have to make last minute changes. You have to also make sure that the whole thing is highly coherent because um, you, although they're all different songs, you don't want to feel that it's kind of hopping too much between different genres to mm. the point where it was disjointed. So that that was quite a challenge, and that was that was where the overtures work quite nicely, actually. That each half has got its own overture, and it just gives the an overreaching um, feeling to the whole outset. Well, that two disc album, yeah. Um, and then, and even though yeah, it does vary a lot, you still feel it's part of the same project. Definitely, the artists yeah. all individual, and we got a lot of the songs for the individual artists, which was a lot of fun. Always nice to do that. Mm, absolutely. Well, um, so how do you choose the artists you collaborate with? Is it people that you that you love, or do you just sort of go, oh, maybe they'll be interested, um, I'll hit them up? It's, it's a number of ways. We, we always like to try and work with people whose voices we know really well and who we enjoy listening to. Um, and we've been really lucky, actually, that we've been able to do that. We've worked with um, artists such as Gleia Salonga, 
um, was sent to the voice. Yeah, and that means my, um, and, yeah. and when you when you really know your person's voice well, um, and you kind of aware of their current repertoire, you can sometimes spot holes in the stuff they're singing and go, oh, do you know what, they always sing that tempo, but I can hear they can really handle the lovely ballads, um, but maybe their, their range isn't kind of normal, they can have a higher range than what most ballads are written at, and so we, we just spot those little individual um, traits of the singer and try and write for them to create something that maybe they've never seen anything like before. I think the other thing we try to do is we, we do write uh, for us <laughs> a lot of the time. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, so we try and write music yeah. that you know, we, we would, as at the heart of it, you know, we're as big a fans of musical theatre as uh, as anyone and we try and write for what we would like to hear. We weren't composers. So these people, you know, they're all incredible. The, the list, you know, goes on. There's yeah, so many, an incredible list. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We've had a chance to work with so many people in concerts, and that's a completely different yeah, yeah. kind mm. of uh, take altogether. And equally as exciting, actually, you know, hearing people interpret songs live and, you know, kind of working with them in that environment is very different. Magic in itself. Yeah, it really is. It's very, very special. Who is your dream artist to work with on a song? Oh, there's quite a lot of people we love to work with. To name just a couple, uh, Audra mm. McDonald, Josh Groban. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Michael Ball, Alfie Bow, um, and there is an awful lot more people like Matthew Morrison, um, who we could name. We could name quite a long list of yeah. those, but there's so many out there, and we work with many of our uh, kind of heroes, people we we loved growing up, and but there is so many more people I think, to work with. I think you know it's a it's a tough tough job to do, and it can be a lot of kind of ups and downs and waiting mm -hmm. around and. And sometimes you can feel very disillusioned with everything. But the most special thing is when somebody who is, you know, is a seed of your inspiration, who's at the heart of the reason you love musical theatre, you get to work with them. It's something really special. Yeah, absolutely. What was the last musical you both went to see? We got to see one, somebody. I went to see Mary Poppins last actually, of all things. Yeah, I think the last musical I went to see was Memphis. Um, since we since we had little Will, our son, um, we haven't got a chance to go to the theatre that often together. No, um, we, we, made okay. the, we, made the, we made the fatal parenting out, yeah. which is, uh, what do they say? Do not hold them to go to sleep. Do not, mm -hmm. do not hold them every time to go to sleep. We made the error. And now oh. we, we need uh, mum and dad around to get him to go to sleep at night, which we can't really go out. Individually, we've been going to quite a lot of them mm -hmm. and uh, getting us together, even at our own concerts. Uh, <laughs> are you working on any new material at the moment? Yeah, we are. We're, we're working on a new musical about the life of um, a Regency era clown, very famous, called Joseph Grimaldi. Um, and he he really inspired the clown as you know it today. Um, he um, conceived the makeup um, that you see clowns there with the white face, yeah. the red nose. He developed his own style. Oh. But his life was extraordinary, um, colourful, extraordinary, and highly tragic. Um, and um, and it really lends itself to a musical interpretation. 
So we're currently working on that with Andrew McConnell-Stott, who wrote his biography as well. And um, he's the second person to write Grimaldi's biography, the first being Charles Dickens. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so um, so it's really exciting. We really enjoyed working on it. We are pretty much coming towards the end of writing our music. We're actually working on some lyrics today. Um, and um, we're actually writing it in a format for television. Um, which mm-hmm. is exciting and unusual. Um, so, yeah, watch your space with that. Ah. A couple of different things which are in the pipeline. But that's... Uh, and where can our listeners um, find out more about you, your social media links, your website? So we, we've got a website, um, which is com, And mm-hmm. um, it's, um, it's quite dinky, and it's good because you can have a little listen to some tracks from Overture on there. So it's people aren't sure whether they even like our music. They can, they can go and decide for free and then obviously go and buy it all afterwards. <laughs> um, we also sell sheet music on there and um, and it's really special when we see people performing our music and uh, we always, always apply if anyone sends us a little link to them performing our music. We love we love to hear it and, and we'll always get in contact. We, uh, we really like to pe- hear from people who enjoy our music. It means a lot to us. And Twitter at Dan Laura Curtis uh, as well is another, uh, another big place that we're always on. Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook, there's a Facebook page. And, uh, the YouTube channel, I don't know what the actual address is. If you just search um, Daniel and Laura Curtis, what we've been doing for our past few concerts, um, we've been putting up the whole concert in playlist format. So, uh, okay. so you can you can catch up with anything you missed on there. There's some amazing artists performing on there, some truly astounding performances. Okay, amazing. I'll put all those um, links underneath the podcast in the description for anyone who wants to check those out. How do you stay inspired to write new music? Oh, writer's block. The writer's block comes when you've got nothing, um, no moment to start from. So whenever they're writing, we always go, okay, what is this song? Is it someone, you know, stood there being broken up with? Is it someone possessing them? Has it got nothing to do with that? Which is, uh, we get better at writing non-love songs. Yeah, as soon as we've got that moment, there is no such thing as writer's block for it. Lyrics are always harder saying that than in writing music, we find. Um, but no, um, you can get a block on what moment to write for. That, that, that mm-hmm. happens a lot. Sometimes we just can't find... I mean, I can sit at the piano for literally six hours, just stare at it and go, I have no idea what I'm writing. Yeah. <laughs> but the second I know exactly what it is we're trying to get across, it just all seems to come. The lyrics are an absolute mm, nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. Lyrics, lyrics are our favourite. They either come okay. in one channel, so I sit down at the piano and there they are, and it all kind of stems from it. Well, literally, I think, I can't remember if it was Don Black or Tim Rice who said that uh, lyrics were not really inspiration, they were far more inspiration. Inspiration, and, yeah. Uh, mm. that quote could not be true. You just have to kind of hang on in there and rage through it and just write anything, even if it's rubbish, you can go back and you can you can rewrite it. Yeah. Words down on paper is the most important thing. Ah, the other thing you say that um, you find it harder to write lyrics. I write some of my own music and I always find that the lyrics come first or I sing the lyrics and the melody and I sort of go to the piano later and go, ah, okay, 
I've forgotten the melody. I've got the lyrics down though. <laughs> so I'll just still around. No, absolutely. Somebody with Rogers and the Hammerstein they used to have lyrics first yeah. all the time. Yeah. And um, that was weird, actually. You know. Um, you know, that, that is one of the collaborations where that did happen a lot. You know, a lot, a lot of people do find, you know, writing out lyrics first or writing out a pattern or idea. I would say that in 99% of all of the songs we've ever written, you know, it, the lyrics have not been written. Occasionally, um, there'll be a few things that jump to my head. What I, what I do get often is a tagline or a hook line or something. Yeah. And when you smile, you have these lyrics pretty much from the start. That's one of the few songs. Yeah. And often I, will, I can sit down and compose both at the same time. You know, I, I would say maybe about half of the songs we've ever done, um, that has been the case, which at least some of the lyrics have stayed. And, and we've thrown out whole sets as well. You know, yeah. just dummy lyrics, but I'm not a natural lyricist. Um, I, I, neither of us are really. We really but, have to work at it. But I can find very, very, you know, I can get inspirational lyrics. I, I can, you know, we we have to work at that. The music is is simple. It feels like just, uh, you know, I feel so attached to it. It's like literally pause out of me. But the lyrics are harder, mm-hmm. without question. Yeah. Or completely, or they completely come and it's, you know. Yeah, it's one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my last question is, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to start composing their own music? I would say just do it. Um, to talk completely honestly, um, we found at first that the kind of writing community wasn't most friendly and that people, when you're starting out, jump at a chance to kind of put you uh, in your place a little bit oh. um, and go, what are you doing? Um, yeah. So just, just write it. You'll get, you'll get better the more you write. Um, don't be afraid about it. Don't be ashamed of it. If you write something and come back a year later and you don't, oh, actually, that wasn't the best, acknowledge that, learn from it, move forward, be it part of your learning process, but, but don't be ashamed of it. It's fine. You will get better as you go on, but just start. One of the biggest things that people often think is that the last song they've written is their best song. Now, occasionally that, that is absolutely true. Um, but, you know, people are very, get very, very attached to their own songs, uh, quite rightly. Um, and I think one of the biggest things is just literally write. Write what you want to say. Write for a particular scene or setting. Um, and just get it out and try and get somebody, anybody, even if it's yourself, to, to, to sing it. Um, you know, if music is heard... You know, has a great chance of uh, you know, keep, you know, either being covered or getting performed. Obviously, if you can get it recorded. But most of all, just enjoy it. You know, once mm-hmm. it is quite difficult. We went in, you know, relatively. We haven't written that many songs, and we we bought the first album out. And we knew a lot of people. We were really lucky actually. The support we, we ended up with, and and there's been some amazing supporters of our music. But um, but yeah, you just. just Go for it. Don't, if someone else is sitting your work, don't go in going, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough yet. Do it. It's part of the learning process. Be open. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, being open, you know, everyone has different tastes. Everyone will have different advice or suggestions on, on rewrites. And just just try and look for common trends rather than taking one person's advice um, too much to heart. If you know, if everyone's saying, "Oh, take a look at your lyrics," then you know maybe do a little bit of work on that. But you know, one person's favourite song is another person's worst song, and you've got to remember that. Not all music is for everyone. 
Um, and, you know, just by, you know, persevering. Yeah. You know, we've got better. We get better all the time. But, well, uh, that's, that's you. Know, hopefully, <laughs> you know, we, we very much do not see ourselves as a finished product. We, we don't. You know, we never rest on our laws. We're always trying to improve. We're always trying to get better. We're our own worst critic. If we look at stuff we wrote three years ago and we go, oh, I wouldn't do that again today. <laughs> and it's not like it was terrible. It's just that, you know, we do more. We move on and we yeah. expand and, you know, yeah. some of those songs mean an awful lot to people. I think mostly enjoy what you're doing. Write for yourself. Write from the heart. Don't listen too much to rule books and textbooks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't let the industry get you down. There's always people out there who want to put you down. Just do not worry about it. It can be very nasty. It can be very bitter at times. But equally, you know, there are some incredible people who support and champion your work. We'll miss them. We found the, the, the more successful, the more well-established people are, the more lovely they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's a baby. <laughs> oh, amazing. Thank you very much. I've got a lot here, so thank you. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's really good interview. All the best for the podcast. We're starting it off, and uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the end.